Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing a friend of mine named Jade Earhart, and we've known each other a couple of years. We got to know each other through Exponential. He's been to Japan. He's got kind of a hang-up on Japan that makes me suspicious. Is God doing something in his life that we don't know about? But uh, he spent some time there, met with some of our guys there, and uh, good heart for church planting, church multiplication. That's what kind of drew us together as friends. But he's doing something really, really unique, and that's what I want him to talk about. So, Jade, introduce yourself, tell a little bit about what you do, and then let's get into the ministry that God kind of built up around you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jade, and uh, I am currently in a church planning residency at New Life Christian Church uh, and working on planning um, a church in our ministry i guess that we've started online um and it's an, an online gaming ministry so that's the that's the weird part of it um but it's figuring out how to you know the, the real heart of it uh is how do we reach gamers um and as a gamer myself that's that's kind of where i guess the the heart of it came from i guess but uh you know i I don't know. I I prayed about it for uh, a long time, just feeling like there was something um, more that I could be doing with my life, uh, something more specific. Especially after reading um, Todd Wilson's "More," uh, that that really pushes into like Ephesians two ten, and that we're, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that we that He prepared in advance that we might walk in. And and so I prayed for like six months in our small group that that God would send something specifically that he would prepare in advance that I would walk in. And, um, yeah, then, then it just, it opened up and I, I felt like it was, um, gaming ministry was the thing. So that's, uh, we've been moving forward for that for about like five years now, I think. And, uh, it hasn't always looked the same. I, I was working with a couple other different people and, um, as, as things change as they do, uh, then now we're pushing forward with what we're doing now. So love clan. when you first described it to me, we talked about, you call it a gamer's church. You're really kind of functioning as a church, mm -hmm. right? I know a lot of people yeah. are, are a little and, hesitant uh, about calling themselves pastor and all that, but uh, yeah. I mean, functionally you're the pastor of a gamer's church. Yeah. And for the reasons that you just said, that's why I usually don't <laughs> say that. It's just easier to say gaming ministry than it is to try and, you know, go down the route. Even legally, they don't, you know, they don't want to call it a church. So, Well, you know, I, I think that yeah. legally is a problem for most of us. Uh, one of my friends started a house church in Reno after starting one in Las Vegas. And uh, we tried to get him to, you know, do the legal thing. We gave him a bunch of money from our church. And he came back and he said, and the people I'm working with in Vegas, I, I wouldn't trust any of them with $10. Uh, they still got the... <laughs> world all over them, the devil all over them, and, and yet they're coming to the Lord. And, and he said, you have to have a treasurer to make a 501c3, and we can't do that. So what do we do? Mm -hmm. And so I ran into a friend of mine in Honolulu who's doing this house church for 18 years, and I asked him, how do you handle the government and law and money and all that? And he goes, well, we, we teach people to tithe. We ask them to open a separate checking account that is in their name, the money belongs to Jesus. And so they tithe to that account. And then when they see a friend in need, including things like 
buying somebody's HIV drugs, then you go let people know that this is Jesus giving them this money because it really belongs to him. And, you know, that takes the government right yeah. out of our lives. And that's a, a really powerful thing. I, I want to kind of, um, yeah. I want to push back on you a little bit because I think that you are a pastor and this is a church because I know the functions that you're doing, the, the, the process, what's going on. Sure. And I'm not talking about structure and churchy stuff. I'm just talking about mission and community right. and evangelism, all that. And I, I think that we've sold ourselves short by calling a lot of things ministries that in actuality are churches. And now having said that, I know there's some people listening to us who are going, ah, gamers church, you know, what is that? But, you know, that that argument might have held some water with some people. I totally disagree with it. But it might have held some water uh, until the COVID virus came along and everybody's online <laughs> and suddenly online churches are cranking. But I want you to talk to me a little bit. I mean, you've had some baptisms. You've had some people join some other churches. Uh, let's just get into the nitty gritty of, of what God is doing in your midst. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And, and for, for me, like uh, reading through um, a couple things, like I, I, again, Todd Wilson and Exponential and um, Larry Wachemeyer, they all put together a book, uh, Activating the Flywheel. And on page, like I, I keep saying it's like page 101. I need to check and see if that's actually where it is. But they list kind of like a, the functions of a church and like the things that they can. And, and so for me, it's kind of looking at those things, the things that they say, this is what a healthy church looks like is it does th this whole list of things. And so we've kind of gone through that and said, what of these things, you know, they've put a lot of time into these um, and maybe some of them are more important than these other things. But it, you know, if these are the, the list, then what are the things that we could do online and how would we do them the most effective versus just saying okay you know yeah we've done things and and just throw it all to the wind i guess so from that um we've we we've kind of partioned some stuff out so um yeah we have i'd say the 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 main ministry uh portion of it is our, our community groups so we have a general chat where people can invite friends and they just chat and hang out um, a lot of people like to say we're at a non-toxic gaming group where like there's a lot of toxicity in gaming group uh, and so we're, we try to be very cautious about that toxicity for anybody that doesn't know is like uh, being um, not friendly in chats or, or not supportive while you're playing teammate games and stuff like that uh, and and so we try to have positivity over toxicity but our main our main ministry portion is our community groups for uh, for now and uh if anybody knows three-thirds method that's kind of that's what we're going for but uh it's sort of a um a starting point where we, we have pastoral care at the beginning so we just say hey how's it going how's your week going um these are groups of like 10 max usually and we ask people how your week's going uh and then we go into a portion of worship um Sometimes it's a, a music video or something like that, but usually it's a, a pass, like a passage in Psalms, and we'll read through it once, um, and then we'll pray through it. So it kind of praying through Psalms is a is a good way for for me to worship, and then we'll do a little portion of uh, vision casting. So kind of saying, 
wh why why we're doing this, um, what the goal is, uh, reminding people that this this meeting is is very simple on purpose because um, the goal is multiplication and reminding them every time trying to remind them that the, this shouldn't end with us. Obviously, we can only have 10 people in this group. And so we need to multiply. And what does it look like for, you know, be thinking throughout this, how little I'm doing and how much everybody else is doing and just realizing it's, I like to say it's easier to lead a group than it is to be in one. Um, because if you're leading it, you get to ask the difficult questions and you don't have to answer them. So if everybody has no answer, you can say, yeah, see, I mean, it's a really hard question, isn't it? And you just move on, you know, you don't have to. So it's, it's actually easier, I think, to, to delete it. So, um, but then we go into, uh, the, um, the, where the section that in, in T4T, they would say it's the lesson. Um, but we separate lesson and do YouTube videos and, and that's more the teaching portion. And so instead these are, we, we put in uh, discussion instead of, instead of a lesson. And the idea is just kind of opening the Bible. We go to somewhere I've had, I, I do very little prep, um, a shamefully little amount of prep where I really just say, does anybody have a favorite chapter in the Bible or something they read this week? Is there anything that you would like to go into? Or do you have a topic that you just really are feeling like right now is kind of heavy and you want to talk about, or is there something you're interested in? And so somebody might say, oh, well, you know, I'm dealing with anxiety and go, okay, cool. Let's Google real quick and see what verses are in anxiety. And then we can go there and find that chapter. Um, or uh, we'll go through a, a, a set chapter of verses. So like we went through the entire book of Acts and that took a very long amount of time because we did only one chapter a week. And uh, so it took us like six months, I think, or something to really get through the whole thing, uh, 28, 28 chapters. And, um, and then we, uh, we went through Titus and then we kind of like started Matthew a little bit. So yeah, we're just hopping right now. Actually, we're going through Romans. So, um, but, but it's really simple. Um, we'll, we'll open it up, read through the chapter, ask people to read a portion of it and then, uh, say, you know, what do you hear in this? Um, what is this saying? Or, um, if I need to give more pointed questions, I'll, I'll ask like, um, there's five questions. I don't remember where the five came from, but I, I hear them a lot. And so I definitely didn't come up with them, but what, um, what is this, what is this saying about God? What is this saying about people? Um, what is this saying about you? What do you need to do about it? Who do you need to share it with? And so I'll ask usually one of those five questions, uh, as we go through a section, if it makes sense that this is about God or it makes sense, it's about people, or if it's really personal, then maybe what does it say about you? And, um, but the idea is to just to just ask the question so that they think about something, and that usually gets a conversation rolling. Uh, and that that's that's a good portion of it. That's probably a third of the of the whole discussion. And then the last uh, portion is looking forward. So we'll we'll practice. Usually uh, the practice for me right now, especially, I'm still trying to figure out how to get practice in there because I really want. I really want people to be able to practice doing doing this in the future. And so um, right now, it's usually asking somebody in the group to um, summarize what we just read, you know, like say, say it back to me kind of a thing uh, in your own words. And, uh, and then the, the next time I'll probably I ask, uh, what, 
do you remember what happened last week? And can you can you summarize it in your own words? And so then it gives a lead into the, especially that's why I like doing chapter for chapter rather than like if it's on anxiety and then it's on love the next week because that's still helpful, but it's it, it helps lead one verse into the next if you do, if you do it that way. So I was in a Bible college mm -hmm. and I heard a guy who could just take you through the Bible and, and, and of all things, the class was like, the prison epistles like ephesians you know stuff that paul wrote yeah. from jail and he made it fun it was and but we went through it yeah. chapter by chapter and so i became that kind of a bible teacher and i, I found that mm -hmm. it's it, what's really more important is that people learn to interface with their bible and then they learn what the bible says rather than whatever little yeah. sermon that i had to say i think that's hugely important one of the things that impresses me is just how much I'm hearing this thing be built around the Bible. And for people who are listening to this, who would start out by going, oh, gamer church, lightweight, uh, this this has got perhaps more substance than some of our large seeker-driven churches in the United States. So now mm. let's go back and, and talk about what you've been doing. And by the way, you've been doing this for a while. This isn't like for the last six or seven months. How long have you been at this? Well, yeah, it's, um, I mean, the community groups have maybe been about a year, but yeah, I mean, as far as like doing online gaming ministry, it's been, I, our, our group has been around probably three years and then I've been working with other ministries because I didn't really set out to, to, to start one. I set out to just find people that were similar to me. And, uh, so I was working with other gaming ministries. There's a lot, there's other gaming ministries for sure out there. And uh, and then through the course of how things happened, I just kind of landed on on starting one. And so uh, it like like actually like a group of people just kind of like it just happened. And um, so that was probably it's probably been like five years. I really like I, I remember when I well I know it's five years because that's that's when I quit my job uh, working where I was working and then switched to working at the church I'm working at now. So. That's yeah, cool. it's been it's been about five years. Mm -hmm. That's cool. You, I interrupted you. You were getting on to telling about how you kind of wrap things up and and, and move on beyond the Bible. Study. Yeah. After a, a discussion, we go into practice. Ask people how they're how, what they read and how they would summarize that. Um, sometimes I'll ask like if it's very obvious that there's something we could do. It's like, hey, how how can we? Like this verse, how can we apply this verse to our life this week? Like in a, in a, in a tangible way that next week I could ask and say, did we do that? You know, did we do that thing or not? Let's, let's pray then, um, about those things since we're online and we're, we're chatting in the thing, I'll have people type it out in a channel, uh, that's specific for the community group. They'll, they'll all type out their prayers. And then that way we can have an order of who's praying for who, because they can just say, look at the name underneath yours. It makes it easier because you can look at it and you can go like, oh yeah, that's what I'm praying for. And that's their name. Cause that's kind of weird for people. So that gets rid of the, like, I don't know what their name is. And I don't know what, I don't remember what they're praying for. Um, so that people don't feel weird praying. It also helps cause during the week I'll use that as I'm checking up on people. Cause I have a task, like a to-do list. Uh, and on my to-do list, I have my actual to-dos that I have to get done you know, work-wise. And then I have another one that's for prayers, like my prayer to-do list. It makes it easy to just copy and paste them to my prayer to-do list, you know, because I already have them written out. Yeah. So um, when I'm praying, then I can, I know who I'm praying for during the week. And, th and then we're done, you know, I mean, it's, 
tried to do it in under an hour. It doesn't happen. Uh, I have it set for two hours, but that usually doesn't happen. Uh, last week it was like three and a, and a half hours. So wow. the, it's it's crazy because I always say like, hey, I know we're getting close on the two hour mark. And so I don't wanna keep you if you're, you know, if you have to dip out, I understand, go ahead and add your prayer to the prayer channel now so that we can like be praying for you. We will pray for you when we get to that point. Or we might say, hey, quickly, let's just pray and close it out, but then let's continue the discussion. You would think if you don't have a lesson, I remember thinking, especially a year ago when we started this, I thought, man, if I don't come up with a lesson every week, we're not going to have anything to talk about. And it's going to sound so dumb every time I turn on this microphone, you know. But the reality, especially of, um, you know, when you lean on the on the Bible as a, your your premise of what you're doing, the reality is if you're if you're doing a ministry, you've probably heard these verses a thousand times. And the real question is, have you shared it a thousand times? You know more than you need to know to, to share it. Uh, and so I, we don't really need to have a whole exegetical on. I mean, it, that's good. It's good to do. Like, I, I, I get a lot out of it. I've I, this this year I've been um, absolutely loving uh, Tim Mackey's Exploring My Strange Bible podcast i i love it like i get a ton out of it he has great you know theology and he really goes into but the point is like that's not the first thing somebody's going to need that's really great for somebody who's like been in the church a while for me you know that's what i need to be to yeah. be fed but what i need is maybe different than somebody who's like you know the reality is they're still on milk you know and so i have to think how do we make this how do we make this really shareable and, uh, and and so I kind of try to make myself just look real dumb during these things. We're going to just hop in and we're going to see how it goes. And if you have anything, just say something at any point in time. Because because I want people to feel like, oh my gosh, like this guy, he's, he's leading this? I could lead this. And it's like, yeah, you can. That's the point. You can lead it. It doesn't take much, you know? So... I don't know. It's uh, share making it multiplied is that's the goal. As you're talking, that especially the last couple of minutes, I, I'm thinking two different thoughts. I'm thinking there's somebody listening to this going, "Oh my gosh, this this is so lame." On the other hand, they're probably yeah, not multiplying, and they're probably not reaching a whole lot of people who didn't grow up in church and don't look a lot like them. And you are, mm. and uh, and it's explosively multiplying. That's incredible. And the other thing that I always think about is in Acts chapter 2, where they had 120 Christ followers. I think it was the church that Jesus planted in Jerusalem, 120 people at the end of three and a half years of ministry. And suddenly there's another 3,000 of them. And there had to be people who were not near as equipped as you, because you're kind of putting it on that you don't have a whole lot to offer, which is really good because you're there to steer but you're setting a model that these people can walk into and they can walk into it safely. And, you know, honestly, we, we have at our disposal, if we want them, we have all these Bible commentaries, you know, you could just go online and there's, you know, all these things, these tools, but the other yeah. cool thing that we have that's quite accurate is called Wikipedia. And I find that it's just mm -hmm. so easy to challenge people about something about the Bible. Well, what do you think? And and they're and they're spitting back and going, well, I'm not so sure. And I throw it back at them. What do you think? And and the next answer I get came from Wikipedia. I think it's a great tool yeah. for the kingdom. It's just, I mean, there's all this at our disposal. It's just uh, amazing. Uh, I think because we've been online this whole time 
and it's not like we moved to suddenly online or whatever. We also don't really do much marketing. Like we don't have Google ads out there. It's not like we're have a website that's just getting tons of views or anything. Like we're a we're a chat group and people have to invite other people into it. So yeah, during during Which this it's not like it's really exploded strength. right now. You know, it could yeah. be a really yeah. great Well strength. maybe, I don't know. You know, this whole thing yeah. of advertising and marketing people at church has hurt us, I think. One thing that's actually been strange, a lot of people, uh, and I knew this, but I didn't think about it until this happened. A lot of people chat during their work day. Like a lot of people use it almost like their text, like their text group uh -huh. where it's, you know, oh yeah, I'm bored at work and I'm just, you know, how's it going? I'm hanging out. And so since people aren't working as much, I'm actually, I'm actually having a hard time trying to like, I have to kind of prod people and poke them and be like, hey, how are you doing? And they're like, oh yeah, you know, sorry, I'm out of my, my normal routine of opening it during, you know, lunch hour or whatever. So, but outside of that, yeah, I... Um, I was saying earlier, in gamers in general, we're already online anyway, so this isn't like a huge change, but I, it's just, I don't think it's gamers specifically, I just think because people are online and they're used to being open, I've said this before, um, I think that uh, being anonymous online, and, and most of the people that I know in this group are not anonymous. I have their Facebook group, I've met them in person or whatever, not all of them, but I, a good number of them I do. And, um, but being anonymous is the, is the best and worst thing about online. Um, because it's really easy on ramps into ministry. People are like, I'm willing to try, I'm willing to try, uh, joining this Christian group and chatting about God because, uh, what do I have to lose? They don't know who I am or what my name is. And I can just leave if anything goes bad, you know, it goes bad. That can happen. Um, but at the same time, it's a really easy off ramp. You know, people can just log out and you you don't know where they went. They just yeah. disappear. And so it's the it's the best and, and worst thing. And, and so we try to really use that to our advantage. Somebody made a joke that it's like my local friends. Oh, wow. I really like your dog. And then three years later, they're like, oh, wow, you're dealing with depression. Let me like talk about that. And then online friends is like, I'm dealing with depression and then three years later they found out wait you have a dog so it's like complete switch because people online are like so willing to be open about everything because you know it's like the place that they can do that and I see that where people I've barely met are like I am dealing with suicide you know I am dealing with depression I, I have anxiety through the roof right now and I'm eating you know poorly and I'm not exercising and it's just like that th I get to see more of the the direct human condition, you know, than, than this kind of mask that we would put on while we're at church and um, not talking about it till we're deep in a CR group, you know, or something like that. That side of things I'm, I'm seeing more of during COVID. Now, especially, I'm really trying to focus on the people. We have some people that are like, really, I just want to do this and I really want to figure this out and how do we do it the right way? And, um, and I really want to do that. But at the same time, like just really focusing on the people and like what, what do people need and less on like, what's this method or whatever like right now especially just anxiety is so high everybody's online we get a lot of anxiety <laughs> and depression and um people that are like hermiting up and not talking and we're sending messages out to people like ran randomly i'm just trying to keep up with everybody at this point but that's great yeah. that's really great well i want to say thank you for taking the time to do this 